can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. Welcome to the One Mic, One Voice show, Building the Collective Conscience, a show that is created to give space where your voice, ideas, and informed opinions can be heard, appreciated, and debated. I am Michael Eric Owen. And yo, man, it's glad to be back on the mic. I'm your boy, DT. DT. And, um, yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's been a while, man. Yes. Yeah, You've been out traveling and man, being know. a globetrotter and whatnot. You know, we, 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 like, we, will, we will definitely have to get into... Uh, where uh, where my for my footprints have been, uh, so to speak. Um, but man, I just want to just dive right into something. All right. uh, well, first of all, welcoming all our listeners from around the I world. I tried to we ease you guys you. in, but you know, <laughs> as it goes, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Strap up. You know, but this um, this guy, and I, you know, I don't even want to really get into what his name is and. You know, this story now has went viral on this black barber in Oklahoma City that has allowed for a white gentleman to come into his establishment and to request a particular haircut. Oh, yes. Number five. Uh, number five, please, <laughs> uh, on the menu. A particular haircut that... Uh, is the symbol of the the um, Confederate flag um, in his head? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, first of all, you know, um, okay, let's 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 just go and and uh, let the uh, news tell the story, and then we'll come back. It's a post that's gone viral, a Confederate flag shaved into this man's head by the hands of a black barber. I was thinking that it was some racist type stuff, but, you know, as I sit down, as he sit down and I was doing it and he talked to me the whole time and he explained to me why he was doing it, but he was a really cool guy and I didn't feel like he was racist at all. DeMontre Hurd says the man wanted the Confederate flag for a reason. When he came in, he explained to me that it was because of his favorite rapper. It's a haircut other barbers in his shoes may not have handled so well, but this shop is different. If you're white, Asian, Mexican, black, Puerto Rican, whatever, if you sit in my chair and I cut your hair, I hope I leave you with the best haircut that you get, and I hope that you come back. The owner of the business, Corey Sutter, or Scissorhands, says his place is an open door, and he doesn't get caught up in politics. When they came in, you know, we kind of thought it was odd, you know, like, really? But, like, with me and my barber crew, we're so far past racism. We know it exists, but we don't pay it no attention because once you start paying attention to the problem, it's like they've won. He even posted the photo on Facebook where reactions were endless, many people condemning his shop for allowing the haircut. The thing that's really bothering me, no matter how it may look to someone and them getting upset about it, this is what we do for a living. We provide a service for this person, and that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, we could have denied it. Yes, we could have acted a fool and, you know, talked bad to him, tried to fight him or anything like that. But he came in, he wanted. He came in respectful, he wanted in. Barber Bofield stands behind his co-worker's decision. I'm proud because, I mean, it's a business, and uh, he knew where to come to get what he wanted, and that's what we do here. And we all have families, and we all have bills, and I support him. Even customers have his back. We have to be positive about the situation. Uh, we, can't, we can't fuel into the fire. I mean, that's just going to add to what's, gonna go happen, what's going on in the world today. So it's a beautiful thing that these guys are doing what they're doing. Okay, uh, DT, like, you know, just, just a couple of things, because this is real, like, disturbing to me. Yeah. I mean, as a black man, and as not just as a black man, right? And, folks, we got a show, but stay with us here, because this this right here has got to be talked about. We, as a black man, not only as a black man, but I consider myself to be um, historian, Consider myself to understand uh, our past journey and what we have come through and the challenges thereof and how they relate to us now and how they still plague us now. And this 
this is let me just say some of the things that I heard coming from that video. Doesn't we we do not get caught up in politics. Okay. <laughs> the man's got a business. Politics govern your business, but he don't get caught up in politics, right? Okay. Politics govern the taxes you pay, right? The relationships in politics govern your life each and every day. Um, we are so past racism. Mm-hmm. We don't even think about it around here. <laughs> uh, let's go on down the road a little bit and uh, let's ask uh, Terrence Crutcher's family about that. Let's take a flight to uh, Minneapolis and speak to Philando Castile's mother. Right. Matter of fact, let's go a little bit farther to South Carolina and talk to Walter Scott's family. And you want to sit up here and tell me you are so past racism? Where you at? I don't know. Was racism behind you? Because you have a barber shop? You are what? A success? We should look up to you because you have a barber shop? No, brother, you did this to yourself. You on the table now. We stirring you up. You are the ingredients today. Because, man, I'm hot over this, man. This is foolishness. Okay. Let me go on. Um, If you pay attention to the problem. Yeah, <laughs> that was a funny one. Too. They have won. What, is that? what does that mean? That means that... <laughs> Man, this is really not funny, you know, but it's like, wow, you know, how could you be so ignorant? I was I was um, listening to this with some older people. Mm -hmm. And the first thing she said after the boy said, you know, we don't even we don't think about the problem. You know, as soon as you start focusing on the problem, that's when they won. (laughs) The first thing the elder lady said to the TV is, boy, that don't even make sense. And it's like, you know, really, if we're focusing on problems, isn't that how we come to solutions? Exactly. You know, isn't, isn't focusing on the problem, like, kind of like how we fix problems. So we in denial and exactly. we have so won. Be right? in denial, be yeah. oblivious. Yeah, be. yeah. I'm, I'm in denial, right? And I have won, right? Uh, my head is stuck in the sand and I have won. Um, no, the problem is, is that we're not focusing on the right problem. And when that young man walked into your establishment, and don't get me wrong, the owner did not, he did not do the haircut, but he condoned it, right? Didn't condemn it. He condoned it, got behind it, supported it, and then got his 15 minutes of fame on TV, right? When the boy walked in, number one, there's a problem. If I'm a barbershop owner, a black barbershop owner, and a white man think he can walk into my shop and get a and get basically the KKK because that's equal to the Confederate flag mm-hmm. in his head. Something wrong with my shop. Mm-hmm. Number one, you're not going to even come up in my shop because of the way I represent myself. Right. Had to be some moral standard. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, if you get up in my shop because you're so foolish. OK, OK, OK. Um then I'm just going to tell you like this. Look here, young man. I'm not going to see this is what I did. We could have acted like a fool. So in other words, if you deny it, if you are righteously upset about it with righteous anger about it, right? Because you recognize the history, you recognize that black and brown folk were hung while this this flag waved in the background, how this flag was used to intimidate black people, intimidate black people, right? Um, you would understand that, oh, not in here. Okay, so so carry on. G- nice joke, right? Yeah, okay, but really. carry on. Because he probably back there, look what I got them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Look what I got them to do. I can't believe them. Some type of initiation. For analytical purpose. I can't believe them. Look, look what these niggas did. Look what I got them to do. I told you they believe it. See? I got it What's done. What's funny though is like he said that he went in there and you know of course the guy was nice and p- polite and everything and he said that the reason behind it was because he wanted to honor his favorite rapper. Now I mean I'm I, I don't I consider myself a fan of uh, hip hop music. Yeah, um, yeah. Although I don't know the Confederate flag rapper. <laughs> I mean, I'm still trying to figure out who's the guy with the Confederate flag. 
You know, it's like even people who know hip hop or rap music would be like, you know what, man, I wonder <laughs> who is Or they would know automatically that it was justified. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Kendrick, he like to carry the Confederate flag around. So, <laughs> right. I mean, I can get that. Okay, he doing the Kendrick thing. But nobody yeah. that I know of or anybody else I know of knows uh uh, knows this Confederate flag rapper. Well, you know, that. you know, folks. We want to hear from you. If you, if you are, um, we got a few yeah, comments yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Come, come in, come in. We, we, we definitely want to hear from you. All right. Uh, George Thomas says, "Poor judgment, in my opinion. If he felt as if he did it for a good reason, why make a Facebook post? Thank you. Attention seeking. I'm not going to attack him though. If you are filled with pride, then you will have no room for wisdom. Hmm. Facebook post." Because he did it for he did it for publicity. Derek Nav says, "If you were well versed on American history, then you would know it was a poor decision. That was and still is a proud symbol of white supremacy in the old South. It is still used as a form of propaganda. The guy is getting the guy getting it because of the rapper is BS. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Who is this Confederate rapper? <laughs> still trying to." All right, Al James says, uh, it was poor judgment for a white man to come into a black establishment and request a Confederate flag to be cut into his head shows malicious intent to me. That was a blatant act of disrespect. Wow. Blatant act mm. of disrespect. Just to come in. It's, man, that's, hold on a second. Okay, okay, let, let, uh, I got it now. I've been thinking of this. That's like me going to a white barber shop and saying, I want them to carve in my head. Well, no, not carve, because they <laughs> carve, probably will right, carve, right? right. But cut into hurt. my head, or give me a design in my head of the black power fist, right? Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me let me go in there, right? Uh or better yet, let me go in there and uh and have them put something uh that's offensive to them on my head. I don't think it would happen. Uh, Elijah said, I, Eli, Elisa said, I think he may have done the haircut for the business. Some people have done many questionable things for money. Oh, yeah. Yet, was he doing it to prevent an issue? I personally would have sent him on his way. That's, Eliza said that. Um yeah, I I agree. It he he did it for publicity and for money. I mean, that's the that's the thing. Um what will you Does this do drive for money? business up? This help the sales? Um Does this, does I, well, this help tell you to like promote this. diversity and equality in the I'm, I'm going to tell you like this. Where I'm from, this is unheard of. Now, again, I don't I don't want to say this is a um this is a Oklahoma thing. Don't want to say that because then folks get mad at me. I live in Oklahoma. I'm part of Oklahoma now. But I can guarantee you, I can I can guarantee you that no one would come to the north side of Milwaukee or the south side of Chicago and walk into a black establishment and request that they might but they will not leave that location because of respect um this is unwise and for the people that are saying it is just business for the people that are saying um you know uh you know it's you 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 are adding you are giving a service to someone for the people yeah, that are just simply saying i have they families have i have this you know what if a man won't stand for something he'll stand for everything that's what this is if you won't stand up on principle against something that is so blatantly man. obvious I mean, we don't even have to. Man, there are states that have taken down this flag because of his horrific history and because of the implications it still have in the face of people today. But you yourself, black man, black man, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Black man, black man. Nobody should frequent that business. I'm going to be honest with you. It's, it, it, if you. If you are that ignorant... And you write me 
Come on the show. I, I invite, matter of fact, let me say this. I invite the owner to come on the show. Come on the show. Give your piece. Debate with me. Debate with DT. We would love to have you on the show. Come on the show, baby. Because what I'm saying, what you did was foolish. You are on the table, my friend, serving you up. I don't know, D. I don't know, man. I, I could go on and on, I man. Mean, I mean, obviously, the situation is strange, right? I mean, obviously, it's, 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 it's really taking a lot of us out of uh, element of uh, sanity to, to even have to explain to him why it was so uh, bad of a choice to make. You know, it's like, really? How... I mean, because honestly, though, you know, if you even think back, like most people don't know about we talked about symbols mm -hmm. and psychology behind symbolism. And like that's deeper than people really understand. And I think with that, without that knowledge, you subjective to do anything, you know, that you don't really see the long term implications of it still being a problem. Maybe he, maybe he needs, uh, you know, a history lesson. That's what I was you know, thinking. Maybe maybe <laughs> class needs to be in session or something. Um, I don't know. But anyway, folks, it happened in Oklahoma City. Uh publicity man, is money. Going all around the world, man. Hey, it's wow. it's the image of of uh And you know, people already think bad of me. It's like they think put it folks are walking around here, you know. Oh, absolutely. In the absolutely. midday. It shows no backbone. Uh, and if you go and how much you say you think the brother paid for the haircut? Probably about thirty bucks. Man, come on. Say you so. I mean, but it wasn't even really a nice haircut, though. If you want to just be honest. Well, that's a whole nother point. That might be getting into his business model. But the thing about it is, <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it is, it's poor judgment. And like I say, folks, you can you can disagree with me when it comes to this. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't care, folks. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Taplin, host of Blackest Studios, The Black Box. Join Elijah Belly and myself as we interview entrepreneurs as they share their stories of passion and how it motivates them to strive forward. We also explore new topics on self-improvement. If you want to listen to our show, simply search Blackest Studios on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, or Stitcher. And be sure to follow us at Blackest Studios on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want to catch all the shows that record here at Blackest Studios, simply go to the website, blackenstudios.com. And remember, it's Blackest. This is Josh K. And I am Leah Marie. And when we listen to podcasts, we always listen to One Mic, One Voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. Your choice. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back, Welcome back man. And uh, man, we appreciate our comments, man. Did you take a deep um, breath during the break? Oh, I did, man. Okay. I took a very make short, sure everything balanced. deep you know. breath. But we appreciate our, our comments, man. I mean, and, and week after week, man, just give a shout out. You know, to Elijah for for uh, listening to the show, uh, you know, giving her her input, which is uh, greatly appreciated, man. We you know, we have to do something for the folks that are always connected and always staying in tune with the one mic, one voice show. Oh, man, the stuff that we've sent out already. Uh, fans are fans are going wild. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you crazy. We're going to get into our show, folks, today. And in our show today, if you didn't have um, the opportunity to, because I think we we posted something uh, a little bit earlier about the show, but our title is, Were You Taught to Love or Hate? Were You Taught to Love or Hate? And we're really dealing with uh, symbolic interaction theory, interactionism. And this is a video that kind of sets it up for us. And, and uh, in this video, there's a, um, a white gentleman jogging and he runs across an Asian lady that um, 
is scratching. So she's getting ready to jog. <laughs> he runs past her because you can't see the visual. If you're a Patreon customer, you can. But he runs past. And then, uh, and if you're not a Patreon customer, I'm going to tell you, sign up at patreon.com slash one mic, one voice. You can see, you can follow our show notes and everything else as we are live with the show. But the white gentleman run past her, sees her, turns around, comes back, and starts this conversation. So remember, social interaction. Hi there. Hi. Nice day, huh? Yeah, finally, right? Where are you from? Your English is perfect. San Diego. We speak English there. Oh, uh, no. Uh, <clears throat> where are you from? Well, I was born in Orange County, but I never actually lived there. Uh, I mean before that. Before I was born. Yeah, like, well, where are your people from? Well, my great-grandma was from Seoul. Korean. I knew it. I was like, she's either Japanese or Korean. But I was leaning more towards Korean. Amazing. Yeah. Ham Shasina. There's a really good teriyaki barbecue place near my apartment. So I actually really like kimchi. Cool. What about you? Where are you from? San Francisco. But where are you from? Oh, I'm, I'm just American. Really? You're Native American? No, uh, just regular American. Oh, well, uh, I guess my grandparents are from England. Oh, well... Hello, governor! What's all this then? Top of the morning to you. Let's get a small tea, small tea! Double, double, toil and trouble! Mind the gap! Beware, Jack the Ripper! Bloody hell! Pip, pip! Cheerio! I think your people's fish and chips are amazing. You're weird. Really? I'm weird? Must be a Korean thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that, you know, that's, that's quite humorous. So she ends it there and jogs off like, you know, just, (laughs) um, I just, um, We'll come back to that. I, um, I mean, when I saw this, D, um, you know, it's 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 so I think symbolic of the theory and how you know how we you know we we he his assumption is she's Asian, mm-hmm. she's got to be an immigrant, she can't be from here, but his perception of himself being white, yeah. It's just I'm just a regular yeah, I'm American regular dude. I mean, what do you mean? I, you know, this from? is this is my country, right? And to and to flip oh, that on she the, flipped uh, the script on him. That was hilarious. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> Hello, Mike. <laughs> yeah, fish and chips are nice. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's no different from you know us even being black folks. I I've been out several times and people ask me, hey. Do you play basketball? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you must have played sports, right? Exactly. I mean, I did, but it's yeah. like. Being tall and black and athletic physique, you know, you get that stereotype placed on you just based yeah. on, you know, the, the frame and, and the DNA. Absolutely. And, and you know, uh, symbolic interaction theory analyzes society by addressing the subjective meaning that people impose on object, events, and behavior. Subjective meanings are given primacy because it is believed that people behave based on what they believe and not just on what is objectively true. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, you know, what they believe? But I mean, you this this idea, I mean, we can even bring this into the political realm in the fact that people believe um, so much in uh, what's coming out of 45's mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Although it's not true, right? At all. But they, 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 they observe him in, in their eyes as being strong, right? as being truthful, right? As as changing up government, right? And they see this and and although it is false because of this observation because they identify with his behavior because they have in a lot of ways stereotyped him too. We would say stereotypical way and and probably a, a very positive way for them, they believe it. 
Right. But they're pointing the fingers back and forth. And so the media is saying, you know, Trump's lying and everybody's coming out and catching him in lies. Mm -hmm. And then Trump's saying, you know, the media's lying. They're reporting false stories and they don't know what's going on. Yeah. And so he cut off all the meetings that, you know, that were open, I guess, to the public. Uh, And so that kind of raised some suspicion. Um, But we don't know what's going on because, you know, it's his side versus, you know, the media. Yeah. And so it makes it really difficult, man. It goes on to say that thus society is thought to be socially constructed through human interpretation. People interpret one another's behavior, and it is these interpretations that form the social bond. These interpretations are called the definition of the situation. So this thing for a moment, and I mean, this is an area that you specialize in, this area of social constructs, right? And how... We have determined in our society, um, really, for the most, what is right and wrong, who is good and bad, who is a hero and a villain, what is acceptable and unacceptable, right? But they're all socially construct, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them are good, right? I mean, you run a red light, you might hit somebody and kill somebody. So some of them are rules that, you know, we all agree on. But what about when we get to dealing with one another? Like your example, oh, you must have played sports, right? Mm-hmm. What what what's implied in that, right? And 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 where is that derived from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, obviously, most <laughs> athletes are black people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an athletic build, you know, probably same muscle structure and everything, and look like me. Um, and just so based off that general observation, you know, it's easy for that brain to make the connection to this person. You know, athlete, football player, uh, track star, whatever. But <clears throat> rather, I was a, um, you know, big major musician or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. this, I was a professional diver. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they would, they wouldn't, and if I turned around to tell somebody, you know what? No, you know, actually, I, um, you know, I'm an actual pro- professional pianist. You yeah. Know, go yeah, all around yeah. the world. I'm an astronaut. Right. You, you know, know. <laughs> like, oh, really? Really? That's you, interesting. You, because, because, because now you have changed for them um, that kind of social interaction, right? So they have to interact with you differently, right? When I say you're an athlete, then what follows with that is how I'm going to interact with you now. Okay? Right. You know, I, I also, you know, I tried to use a little, um, I guess, paying attention, awareness, uh, to figure out in my day to day how that was affecting me or um, the symbolic interactionism, mm-hmm. there was a person who was spraying water on on the road mm-hmm. as we were going by, and he had a truck, just a basic white truck. He had mm-hmm. on some little uniform, mm-hmm. and he was stopping people in the middle of the street before he finished uh, spraying the water okay. and then letting other people by. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so even for myself. That person being some of some authority on the street, you know, I, I I obey that law of of life, you know, to go ahead and stop. But on the flip side, you know, these things also have been used as a deception. So that cat on the street acting like he's somebody holding up the road and, you know, jump out and steal all your money. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, yeah. these things can also be used in, in ways that are, are negative too. you know, because we give them so much power. The, the uniforms and these other things that we give people as roles in society. Absolutely. And and we're going to get into specifically how this plays out. But I think it's so important that you talk about kind of the symbolism, right? Mm-hmm. The police officer, the teacher, mm-hmm. right? The principal, the boss, right? And all of your um, approaches are different uh, each round. It, it, exactly. You react differently or you feel like mm-hmm. there is a acceptable way of behavior with a certain individual, right? I walk into the store, I got my pants sagging, got my ball cap flipped to the side, you know, and you you might look at me and say, well, that guy's going to probably steal something, right? <laughs> because now you're, you're, you're going to be watching me, right? Um, now, now I might, I might be a, uh, you know, who knows, man? I, you know, I might be, Anybody, right? I, I, you know, I could be the, I could sing in the church choir, right? Okay, I lead the church choir. You, <laughs> you know, could be the pastor. You remember the day and everything, right? But I'm dressed down today, and I come in there, and all of a sudden, because of your, 
not even your experience, DT. And this this is where I'm critical of the uh, social interaction theory, because it's you know your whatever your socialization is, you could never have been around black people or Latino people, but you have come to believe through within your socialization process that he represent a thug, a thief, mm-hmm. right? Not your experience because it is in, well, I should say this. My criticism may be on, uh, we would say, pre versus post understanding of the theory. Mm-hmm. So, but once you understand it, you you know that that experience can change. Right, tenant three can change your your perspective on that right that's like we talk about all the time you know having an experience is different than taking what you see on tv or what you you know have generalized in your mind about how what what something's supposed to be can can change your mind so you want to get into the to the details of this yes sir folks we're gonna get into the details and we will be right back This is Josh K. And I am Leah Marie. And when we listen to podcasts, we always listen to One Mic, One Voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. Your choice. Hey, this is your boy Frog. I'm here with Chris, Justin, and Philip, and we host Turn on the Game, the podcast. The show consists of four men commentating on the sports world. It's strictly opinion shows as if you were sitting on the couch watching a game with your boys. And you can follow us on Twitter at Turn on the underscore game. You can hit us up on our Facebook page at Turn on the Game, and you can even follow us on Instagram at Turn on the Game. Or you can listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher by searching Turn On The Game. You can email us at turnonthegamed4 at gmail.com. Turn On The Game is sponsored by Blackened Studios, Oklahoma City's premier podcasting studio. Turn On. This is Koresh Ali, Lansana, poet, author, educator, and Oklahoma. And when I listen to podcasts, I'm on that one mic, one voice joint. Welcome back. We have uh, another comment. Our good friend Eliza is back on the mic again. She said, number number 45 has a long rap sheet of racism and bigotry, yet supporters seem to not mind or care. It is racism in its purest form. You know, to this this exact comment right here, they had a, a guy stand up in front of some Trump supporters and say, look, what would it take for you not to vote for him again for a second term? Uh, if he done everything that you know he's done so far, would you still support him? Most people raise their hand. Mm. Um, would you, you know, still vote for him if he doesn't uh, comply with any of the things he put forth that he said he was going to do for sure? Some other people they raise their hand, uh, and so I, they say, you know, what would it? They say, and most people are going to vote for him no matter what he does, and so it's like she's she's exactly right. She is exactly, exactly right. I mean, and 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 to be able to identify it as um, identify it as this just straight out racism, right? To not um, to not be in denial of what it is, and that's and, and that's the problem with the macro level. And clearly, we, we're not going to get, you know, divert. You know, we're not going to be diverted by uh, by the comment, but the comment is relevant because the on the macro level, we have a difficult time saying exactly, exactly. You know, uh, you know what what um, Elijah said exactly because. It is racism. It is demagoguery. It is all of these things. But on the mic, on the macro level, 
we don't want to do that because it's not politically correct, right? Um, let's get into the the nuts and bolts of social interactionism. Okay, so social interactionism was introduced by this guy named Her- Herbert Bloomer. Uh, in his book, he wrote some Symbolic Interactionism in 1937. Uh, Bloomer had three tenets outlined in his theory. One is that we act toward people and things based on the meaning we interpret from them. Okay. All right, number two. Those meanings are the product of social interaction between people. And number three is... Meaning making and understanding is an ongoing interpretive process during which the initial meaning might remain the same, evolve slightly or change radically. So people can change. Right. And, and, and I, you know, that's the that's the positive thing about all of this. People can change. Uh, and we we'll, at the end, we're going to kind of wrap that up and really emphasize that as it correlates with experience. But what I will say is, you know what this and, and this is a comment that we have uh, from one of our uh, our listeners also that says um, about the younger generation and how they interact differently and how the lack of person to person contact is detrimental to how we understand each other. Right. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, I mean. Yeah, growing up, man, isolated. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, you sitting in your room, you know, you on, you know, you on social media, you know, take that, uh huh, gotcha. You know, you on, you on social media, even if you're playing game, even if you're gaming online, you know, you're not sitting down, you know, one on one, mano mano, having a conversation, learning. Where do you? Okay, let me. And this is this is a powerful I mean, point. I gotta that, get like that quality you, of social experience. This this is a powerful point. Exactly, quality of social experience. So if you are sitting behind a a, a, a you know PlayStation Two, right, or What's your social two? media computer. Wait. So, what what is they up to, bro? They three, I four, five, like and four. six. Yeah, you put them on PlayStation Two though. <laughs> <laughs> Take it back to the early two thousand. If you sitting with a Sega Genesis. And uh, you remember Sega? <laughs> wow, yeah, okay, I do. Yeah, take you back, right? Uh, if you sit on one of those, and you you only interact with the television and the images that you see of people, how what what do you think your perception will be of behavior in the real world? Mm-hmm. And and believe it or not, as weird as that sounds, D. It is like that for some people. And you know, what's funny is that for my childhood, um, it kind of was born if you didn't have somebody to play with. Mm. I mean, like physically, like somebody in the room, you know, like we didn't have online back yeah. then. But if somebody, you know, couldn't pick up the joystick with you, it was kind of like, man, it's, it's kind of whack, you know? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Oh, I'm bored of this. No, you got <laughs> online gaming now. You Maybe know? calling each other the N-word all, yeah, day all the time. <laughs> you know... <laughs> In the electronic age, I mean, this comment goes on and talks about, I think social media and cell phones, et cetera, are amazing, but I think it has changed humor interaction. Um, Takes a lot from communication. Words and gestures are becoming a lost art from texting. Hmm. I mean, it's true. It's true, man. Hmm. I mean, you when you can see a person, see their response, right? See their body language. Get this, 70% of, of, of all communication is body language, right? So when I'm looking, you may be saying something, your body language is saying something totally different mm-hmm. to me, right? People and like, I why interpret are you looking that. at me like that. Like, you don't even know you're giving yourself <laughs> exactly, away. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I thought I was just you know, playing it, playing it off. It's the interpretation of what you are saying. So therefore, um, you know, it's we are in a different age that these if we want to say sociologists could have never imagined. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the impact that these, that this social interaction has on our daily lives when it comes to race, mm-hmm. when it comes to race, you know, look at what we see in the media day when it comes to, let's just pick, you know, just random. Okay. Black males. Right. <laughs> <laughs> randomly what what if you did not live around black people what would you think 
when you walked up on a black man. No interaction, right? Grew up, rural place. You get now, you're off to college, you run up on a black guy. What would be your thoughts on the black man? It's kind of strange. Dangerous. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. Angry. Yeah. Yeah. Thug. Yeah. I mean, what what positive image do we have out there? Oh, he plays sports. Okay, you know, athletic. Yeah, yeah, he can run on the track field, Scroll. but still, you know, still an angry person, maybe. Um, because that's how he deals with it. <laughs> because that's that's what the picture has been painted by the mass media, race, gender. Think about gender. Think about what women deal with. Every day. Mm. You see a woman dress with a tight outfit on, right? You start making mm-hmm. analysis of that, right? Mm. Um and it's automatic. It's automatic. You know, like the mind just go there. It's automatic. Why? Because it's implanted really. Because deeply. it is a social construct. We are we we have been you know, in the article, and we really don't bring out this article, talks about, and I thought this is just brilliant, how a, a child is born, right? And say like now we can know the the sex of the baby, right? So we find out, oh, you know, Susie's pregnant and she's having a girl. Mm-hmm. So we don't go out and buy the girl blue or black. We go by pink, yeah, purple, you know, purple, fuchsia, right? We 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 black with flowers on it. So already, we are conditioning this child because beget gender is socially construct. It's, it's what we decided as a society. What is going to up? Somebody might say, "Well, hold up now. God created man and woman." Okay. I'm not going to go, we're not going to have a theological discussion here. But the point is, is that we are from the beginning, we are socially constructing human beings to play certain roles in our society. And then when that child grows up, we expect certain type of behavior. I mean, what happened to Prince? His mother thought he was gay. She was outraged. So she started giving him Playboy magazines at the age of 10. You see what I'm saying? Where we watched that at, bro. In the dungeon, in the dungeon. <laughs> Richard, I just gave it that name. What do you What do you calling it? Oh man, you can call it what you want. It's, to call it's, it. it's, it's a nice room, man. Look, the boy got an eighty five thousand inch TV. <laughs> this I mean, you never seen something so <laughs> take up the whole wall. I thought Richard was supposed to be there, but he, you know, he said we wasn't we wasn't cool enough to hang out with him. I got surround sounds in the floorboard. <laughs> in the floorboard. <laughs> I was like, wow, is it coming from under me? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> wow. But you know, when you think about it. But no, listen, though, like mm-hmm. to your point about, you know, the, the people, the, especially children, all these little things mm-hmm. you kind of place on them before they get a chance to decide for themselves. I seen this lady had taken a picture of baby just like fresh out the womb, mm-hmm. right? Got thundered down from the beanie <laughs> to the shirt to the onesie, all of it thunder. Basketball, and I'm player. like, wow, <laughs> like you don't even get a choice, right? Oh yeah, and, and, and it's true, right? When it's he grow true. up, he's gonna like hate the thunder. His mom gonna wonder why. It's like, what's wrong, son? Why you not a thunder fan? You came out with thunder gear on, but that's the truth because we began to because, like basketball <laughs> because we were right. So what we do in turn, we put that on. The younger generation. So we expect a certain type of behavior. So in other words, if if you're supposed to act like a girl, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, be in the house, mm-hmm. you know, baking, you know, uh, wearing dresses, right? Huh? We're supposed to be. Because you're a girl. But a boy, oh, yeah, you go outside, get dirty, get this, get that. Um, and what does that have to do really with the individual? Like a girl can't go out and get dirty mm-hmm. and wear pants and hit a ball or play <laughs> basketball. But, you know, we still have these archaic way of looking at gender. She's got to be delicate. She's got to be delicate. Sweet. Get her nails done. She's got to be high maintenance. I want no cave woman. <laughs> and culturally, culturally, when you think about it, right, um, we respond. If I said to you, well, um, let's think about, you know, Hispanic culture. 
Hispanic culture, you would think, you know, hey, South America, you know, Mexican, Puerto Rican food, blah, 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 you know, salsa music. You know, we, we make all of these determinations. And then when we meet a person, we automatically judge them accordingly. Right. And who knows? Might, they might not like any of that. Right. Because at the end of the day, we're individuals and it's much more complex than that. Right. When we come back, folks, we're going to look at the modern impacts of the social interaction theory. Hey, you can pipe in. We want to hear from you. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. We we off the barbershop thing, so don't be scared. I ain't gonna <laughs> I ain't gonna cut no KKK in your head unless you pay me enough money. Nah, I wouldn't do that. Anymore. Come on, nah. <laughs> <laughs> folks. Listen, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Tiffany Hill, host of Authentic Conversations, a weekly motivational podcast where we discuss matters such as self-worth, relationships, parenting, professional development, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. You can find me on Facebook at Authentic Conversations by Tiffany Hill, on social media at TH underscore Authentic, and you can also subscribe to Authentic Conversations on iTunes and Podbeans, and the show is also available on blackinstudios.com. I look forward to connecting with you and remember to live authentically is the ultimate form of happiness this is dt of the one mic one voice podcast just want to let you guys know you can go over to itunes and search us at one mic one voice and be sure to rate and review our episodes let us know about any feedback that you have and what you enjoy about the episodes also, you can go over to Stitcher where you can get the latest and freshest episodes of our podcast streamed directly to your smartphone or iPad. No downloading or syncing. How cool. Real smooth. Also, we'd just like to take the time to thank you for your time and for your energy and for spending time with us as we discuss the historical record of our time. Welcome back. Uh, man, I, you know, I just want to just interject from his latest uh, album from his latest album, Cold Mike Coldstone. Coldstone. <laughs> Mike Coldstone. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Nothing but smooth talk throughout the whole album. No music, just smooth talk. <laughs> <laughs> Get it today for uh, twenty four ninety nine. <laughs> the uh, oh, man. Well, man, hey, you I know, like I, I have to talk about um, man, uh, the the uh, the paintings that that Jamie did. Oh man. wow, man, um, you really I mean, okay? Go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say that you know I do have uh, the JPEGs for them, man. So okay. we're gonna be printing some and signing them and we want to send them out to our listeners so listen um i want you to write us and let us know you want to get you know you want to get a couple of them mm-hmm. and uh and we're gonna get them in your hands uh of course we're gonna offer them on our patreon for our patreon customer man but i want to i just want to give some away free man yeah that's still always the best man just, you know what i mean yeah, just hey. Take that. I just want to do something free, man, <laughs> out of the kindness of the One Might One Voice Show heart. That's right. So, just write us. It's not about the money, you know? It's not I mean, about hey. the money, man. It's all about principle. I mean, we, we, we enjoy just even having a listening audience. Absolutely. We're touching people all Absolutely. around the world, you know? Absolutely. All, all, I got one, I, all I got is just one request. Don't use it as a dartboard. That's all I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, that's because I, I know some folks want to get it. Like, yeah, send me one. <laughs> I got my slingshot. I ain't gonna buy a bundle of them. <laughs> Brings but us no. back to that original conversation. But anyway, <laughs> right? But seriously, uh, we want to get one in your hands. So please, just you can you can you can just message us or send us on our podcast page or hit us up on facebook as a matter of fact email. first five people that send us out a request five for free that's that's it right five there. for free five free first five free first five free f f f first five free yeah First five free. Say that five times. First five free. First five free. First five free. First five free. <laughs> I almost got it. Dude. Almost got it. <laughs> but um, so so um, 
We did have another comment, though. I think we did. Uh, okay. Okay. Oh, Eliza, she's got the first one. Oh, okay. she already stuck her. She was that fast. Man, well, we that, like just listen, talked. And about. you know what? I'm glad she the first wow, one. I am too. We we really do appreciate you. Okay. First, her comment was, "I don't live near any black men, but when I see one in the city, I smile and strike up a conversation." Uh, being social with people of all walks of life can be life changing, educational, and fulfilling. We need to open our minds. I mean, and and really, um, uh, what what Elijah is talking about is is really the conclusion of our show. So I'm going to hold that till we get there because really what she's talking about is experience and entering into experience, right? And that changes how we perceive one another, right? Uh, That changes the stereotypical way of we think how we should respond to one another when we experience people differently, these modern impacts, discrimination. When you think about discrimination, D, you know, you think about blatant discrimination, covert, overt discrimination. But if 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 I think if if let me tell you how this plays out. I get a resume. And and again, folks, I'm I think all names are beautiful. I'm just gonna say that as a caveat. I think all names are beautiful, right? But if I get a, a resume that says something like Tanika, right? I mean, I think all names are beautiful. But that is going to indicate to me that this is probably somebody black, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and then so what I think is no. every everything exactly. Everything that comes along with that being black, right? So what we have to understand that each and every day, like you say, D, it's automatic. It's automatic. I see something, uh, you know, John Smith well, it must be a white guy, right? You know, uh, I see some bum uh, Trayvon, right? I'm like, mm, yeah, that's black. That's a brother right there. Uh, now it might work good for me if I'm black, but if if I'm not, that comes with all types of connotation behind it, right? I mean, so so the the point is is that we cannot base our stereotypical way of looking at larger groups upon individuals in the social interaction, we have to fight against that as being a determinant of how we deal with each other, right? It may be a reference point, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if I see a a dude with a ski mask, like, coming my way, yeah, he might be ready to rob me. You know what I mean? Like, so I might want to use that as a frame of reference and go the other direction, right? <laughs> but listen. Across the street. Yeah, but listen, if it's snowing out, mm-hmm. right? It's heavily snowing out, and he's got a ski mask on, he's probably just covering his face. But folks. it also could be a disguise, Mike. It could and be. It, <laughs> it could be. It could be. I'm not going to, you know. I'm just saying, looking at things different ways. Mm-hmm. Police brutality, right? I mean, how do you feel when the cops pull you over? Uh, I mean, I feel like I can handle it in the situation. I mean, in a safe situation, in a safe way. You feel safe? Um, not that I feel safe, okay. but I feel confident that I'll be able to go home. If that makes sense. Okay. The idea of not going home is is it's difficult to conceptualize in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't think like I'm about to die, right? So you think, yeah, in the end, I will probably go home or to jail, right? <laughs> you don't think I'm going to die, right? Um, but still, you know, you think this is a pretty tense situation, right? I mean, like this dude is behind me, pulled me over. He's walking up to my car, Everything comes along with what we have seen in the modern era, right? We've seen police officers ask for your ID, shoot you to death, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen you getting shot in the car, right? We've seen that, mm-hmm. right? We've seen, you know, you get out the car and the cop is yelling at you, grabbing at you and starts to try to take you down and he's choking you and you're fighting and he shoots you and kills you, right? So we've, we've seen all of that. So all of that plays into like this, 
man, what 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 is going to happen here, right? When the when the police officer just might be like, man, your tail lights out, dude. You know, I just want you to know that, right? Mm-hmm. But as he walks up, you're thinking, oh man, this could really go wrong. Yeah, right? You don't know. Really you don't, don't know, know, right? I mean, so 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 how we have dealt before with police, and I can tell you, my experience with police officers, it's not going to go well. I have, I can honestly say to you, I have never in my life, and I've probably been pulled over hundreds of times, right, for being black, not for speeding, you know, not for uh, doing anything illegal. I have been pulled over hundreds of times simply for being black. It has never went well for me. Mm-hmm. Not one time. Not one time did the officer say, like, you know, I just, you know, just want to give you some ice cream or something, you know. Uh, never has gone well for me. So when a cop pulls me over, all of that is in there, man. And you know what's funny is that automatic thoughts go to, well, were you complying? Were you doing what the officer was telling you to do? Were you sitting in the car respectfully? <laughs> and why do you have to ask those type of questions, you know? Yeah, yeah. But that's Respect the officer. Yeah. Why do you have to tell black people to respect the officer? I, white kids don't grow up for, well, okay, let me sit you down, little Johnny. Okay. First you, step one. You're going to have to resp- say, sir and ma'am. Put your hands on the wheel. Make sure they see your hands, little Johnny, because if not, you might die. They don't have that conversation, right? Don't roll down the window yeah. unless he asks you. Don't to. raise your voice, little Johnny. Don't do it. You know how you yell around the house? Don't do it. You might die. No, they don't have that conversation. Have your ID and stick it to the window. Have it, man. Have it in your mouth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, man, maybe I should just get behind the wheel with my ID just in my mouth, man. It's right here, you know. ID registration. <laughs> like, how are you going to tell them? Yeah, folks, listen. It, it's... it's <laughs> You know, it's it's not laughable, but if you didn't laugh, you would cry. Immigration. We saw the video, right? Mm-hmm. The natural inclination is to say, where are you from? Right? Well, you can't be an American. Really, what he was mm-hmm. saying is you just can't. You are Asian. You cannot be, be from, here. from here. Where are you from? What do you mean? I was born in L.A. What you? No, no. Where are you really from? What do you mean where I'm really from? And I was born here before that. Before I was born. You know? <laughs> right. I, know. I was in space. Exactly. I, I was in, uh, I don't know. Uh, but it, 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 show, it is so true, man. It is so true. Where are you from? That is such a loaded question because it denies the, the, it denies the very fact that you could possibly be. An American. Hmm. Like that is such a special class of people that you have to be. I'm just a regular American. Well, you're Native American. No, I'm not Native American, but they don't matter. What do you mean? We took their country. (laughs) We took their culture. They're on reservations. What do you mean? I'm American. I mean, the hubris. The original OG. (laughs) They were the original. (laughs) They were the original. Um. But when you think about that, right, D? So as we wind down here and we think about um, this thing called social interaction theory, man, how, how can we how can we better relate to one another? Um, I think that having important uh, social groups you know, that are positive minded. I mean, I think that make up a big, big deal about who people become and what decisions they make concerning right and wrong, because depending on what group you're a part of, influence your action in everyday situation. And so if I'm a part of groups that are, that love people that try and open up and be honest and realistic about our reality, then I'm going to grow from those relationships as opposed to everything I've seen and done before is the truth no matter what yeah. anybody else says, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so as the, th- as the third tenant says, is that, you know, there's a capability there that people will change or that the mind frame can change, that the situation can uh, be flipped. 
And so with that in mind, I think it's important just to know that it's possible. Exactly. I agree. Let me say this. And I, 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 I concur with everything that you say. Let me say this. Test what you think you know. Test what you think you know about an individual. What that means is you got to interact. If I think that you might be a stereotypical person, test that theory. Have a conversation with mm-hmm. them. Spend some time with them. Because you, guess what, folks? I'm not going to fault you for what you think. Because it's the environment in which you have come up. You had no choice, right? You were born into that family. You were born into that community. You were born into that state. I don't. You went to that school. I can't fault you for that. If a guy grows up, DT, in the most redneck place there is, and goes to a high school with no black people. Social group. And he ends up at OU. I'm not mad at him for how he came up. He had no choice in that. But what I'm saying to you is test what you think you know. And so when you interact with a Native American, test that. Learn from that. (laughs) Grow from that. And then you're going to find out, man, that was bullshit. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, what dude was saying, man, he's cool. She's cool. She's just like me. That's where the interaction, this this interaction theory, this social interaction theory comes into place when we test what we think we know. None of us are at fault for where we were born, who socialized us. You know, it's like a baby could say, hey, look, I don't want blue. I want pink. You know what I'm saying? Couldn't do that. And so we need to understand as adults I'm not mad. I'm not mad at the dude that walked in the, in the barbershop and said, cut this, the uh, Confederate flag in my head. I'm not mad at him. That's what he know. But guess what? Classroom should have been in session. Mm-hmm. This is what I know. Absolutely. <laughs> he should have walked out of there saying, man, you, know, you can't do that. a good idea. No, nah, you can't do that to them black folks. They're not going to deal with that. No, he walked out of there saying, gotcha. Man, you know what's funny is that if someone had hurt him, had he walked out of that place, they would have been responsible for that in some way. Who, the uh, Bible yeah, shop? if somebody, for instance, threw a rock upside his head, see yeah. him out there with the flag carved in, you know, yeah. didn't yeah. know him from whoever, but. Yeah. You know, well, well uh, again, I'm not going to condone violence, so I'm going to stay away from that. You know, it might have been a better outcome. But anyway, uh, you, you know what I mean? If if you if to me, if you if you got the balls to walk into a black barbershop and request that, I mean, <laughs> man, I wish I'd have been in that barbershop. I will never be in that barbershop, by the way. But I wish I had been in there that day. I would have had a whole lot to say. D, it's been a great show, man. I, I'm I'm here to tell you we have to. It's all about going back to the experience. And and I want to challenge our listeners as we go into the after party for a minute. I want to challenge our li- listeners to truly, man, test what you think you know. You know? I mean, it's, it's nothing wrong with having a conversation and getting to know someone in a respectful way. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, the stereotypical way of looking at it one you another. build up your brain, too. Man, it's, it's a muscle. A strengthening exercise. It is a muscle, man. And that's the only way we're going to grow as a society, folks. You know, it, it, you know and, and, and as we continue to dive into these deep topics, you know, we have to glean something from it. So what I'm going to say to you is test what you think you know, because history will speak of us. Somewhere in the distant future, a scribe will reach down deep into the archives of our time. And what will she find? Will she discover that we overcame our differences? Will she find that out of many, we became one? Or will she find that we solved nothing and remain a divided peoples? Yes, history will speak of us. We can beat the change that's in our lives 
All we gotta do is work together We gotta raise our children better We gotta stop the hate, stop the hate And spread the love One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice Today's broadcast is being brought to you by Blacken Studios. To learn more about Blacken Studios, please visit them at blackenstudios.com or visit them on their Facebook page, Blacken Studios. Today's broadcast is also being brought to you by Perry Publishing and Broadcasting. To learn more about Perry Publishing and Broadcasting, please visit their website at perrypublishingandbroadcasting.net. The opinions of the One Might One Voice show do not reflect the views of Blacken Studios or Perry Publishing and Broadcasting. Thank you for downloading the One Might One Voice show.